Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome to this episode of Mississippi Magic. Oh, by the way, if you enjoy a brief respite from the murder, mayhem, and politics of podcast, sure would appreciate subscribing, liking, whatever you do, comments on social media. It is greatly appreciated. This episode's titled, A Manly Man. Charles Albert interrupted his dream, the one that he felt he was good at doing better than anything else. The one thing that he felt he was meant to do. He gave it up because Uncle Sam called him for a job of greater glory. What of saving freedom. He packed his bag, said goodbye to his family, and leaves for boot camp. A boot camp of the United States Marines. For a rough and tumble Mississippi young man, his dreams now were to just survive in the South Pacific. The reality of World War II came in shocking form in the Battle of Guam. Our Marines were tasked to recapture the U.S. territory, the island of Guam. The large contingency of Japanese military were dug in deep. As the Mississippi Marine and his comrades stormed ashore, the Japanese sank 20 U.S. LVTs and inflicted heavy casualties. Through it all, Charles Albert was still standing. And thank goodness, because the trail he was about to blaze and the career that he loved so much would be completely rewritten. The Mississippi kid who left college, his dreams, and his family returned home to his state to embrace them all. Upon graduation, he got a job in New York City. And in short order, Charles Albert brought a bit of Mississippi magic to the Big Apple that remains in the history books today. That story of... A Manly Man unfolds on this episode of Mississippi Magic. But first, my friends at Defini Equipment are already gearing up for spring. Look, you struggled last year every week with an undersized mower for an oversized job, right? Well, why not begin today to solve that problem? For not only this spring, but for years to come. Defini Equipment has the price, the service, the financing, and the selection to make this the spring that you look forward to tackling that job. Why? Because it'll give you more time to spend with the kids or the golf course or doing those fix-up chores around the house. The industry leader, Kubota, zero-turn mowers. One has your name on it at Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 North in Madison, 1023 Divinity Drive in Jackson. Also as close as DiviniEquipment.com. Check them out and get yourself a little Mississippi magic with a Divinity deal. Now back to the episode of Mississippi Magic titled A Manly Man. It was a wild ride for a kid who grew up in a small Mississippi town. A whirlwind that saw him leaving college to fight and survive in a brutal war. Then returning to his state of Mississippi to finish college, graduating, and getting, shall we say, a high-level position in New York City. And then finding himself the toast of the town, a celebrity of such magnitude that no Hollywood California star could outshine the one whose face was everywhere from Times Square to the subway and the city buses. He had taken his dream job to new heights. 
History shows the kid from Mississippi captured the hearts of America. From coast to coast, at work, and even for a while when retirement demanded he move on to the next phase of his life. He did that by gladly moving back to his home state, his beloved home state, of Mississippi. But long before that, when the lights were at their brightest, Madison Avenue came a-calling. Charles Albert was pitching everything from men's clothing to deodorant, chewing gum to car batteries. And there were others. But among all the endorsements, there's one that's part of American history, good or bad. One that ignites a secondary conversation. Secondary behind the successes of the job itself. Here's how it happened. One day, soon after Charles Albert retired from his job, a phone call came in from a guy named Leo Burnett, an advertising giant. He was looking for the right manly man to be the spokesperson for the product his company represented. The reason the advertising legend needed a manly man is because the product his agency represented was viewed by some as much too feminine for manly men. In the agency's large conference room, names were tossed about, the list of new spokesmen, and who among them would be viewed as one of the most manly men in America. Although several names were selected, there was one that everybody agreed upon. It seems the previous lot of spokesmen were composed of a lot of actors. Those ad campaigns failed, with their lack of authenticity to convince the men of America that the aforementioned product was manly enough to be purchased for themselves. So this time, Mr. Burnett had to choose a real manly man. That they did. Charles Albert fit the bill. He had not only proven to America his manhood through his entire career, he carried it with a soft-spoken confidence that was a testament to that authenticity. Plus, he was a rugged, good-looking, manly man that didn't really need to say that much to get his point across. Now fast forward. Phone calls, meetings, agreements, contracts, scripts, locations... Finally filming, the product's overall success rested on this one Mississippian in convincing men to buy and use this product and also assuring them in doing so it wasn't going to make you less of a man, somehow more. Oh, a lofty task. To make very, very sure this message reached the men of America, Leo Burnett had to position the new spokesman in scenes that were as manly as the man himself. When his first commercial hit the airwaves across America, it drew more attention than the show it sponsored. And that's exactly what the advertising agency wanted. The campaign featuring the Mississippi legend was so successful, even the Rolling Stones included a line in their mega-hit, Satisfaction, that read, and I quote, When I'm watching my TV and the man comes on and tells me how white my shirt can be, yada, yada, yada. Well, this campaign was not about detergents, but it was about addressing the spilling data that kept pouring in on the dangers of smoking in a changing culture. Leo Burnett's objective was to convince men to accept his client's product, Marlboro Cigarettes, with something that the industry hoped would address the culture's growing concern about tobacco. This Marlboro cigarette came with a filter. It wasn't easy. It was like moving a bunch of bikers from straight whiskey to white wine. 
Only a manly man could do that. It is said that this Marlboro advertising campaign created by Leo Burnett Worldwide turned out to be one of the most successful, one of the most brilliant advertising campaigns of all time. It transformed a feminine campaign with the slogan, Mild as May, into one that was masculine in a matter of months. And in a matter of two years, sales went from $5 billion to $20 billion. The campaign branded the image on the screen as the Marlboro Man and placed him in settings reserved for manly men, the likes of John Wayne, the saddle of a horse, and many others. And when the point was made and the manly man's task was done, the accomplishment was celebrated by lighting up a filtered Marlboro cigarette. The man chosen by Leo Burnett to do the impossible was a soft-spoken guy who graduated after an exceptional career as a quarterback for the Ole Miss Rebels. A young man who grew up fast in his new job as quarterback of the New York Giants, a task before the eyes of America, America's largest city, and America's toughest market to survive. And that he did, not only as an Ole Miss quarterback, but as a record-breaking quarterback of the New York Giants, long before a guy by the name of Eli Manning was even born. Looking back, it's doubtful that he would have endorsed the product if we know what we know now. Those endorsements have to be placed in a time in history when tobacco was not only pitched as not harmful, but as incredible as it may seem now, in some cases, was even pitched as a healthy way to relax and also as a rite of passage into adulthood. But aside from the endorsements, his legacy and accomplishments in sports are so impressive that even today, Charles Albert's name is spoken with reverence by the football gods as Charlie, Chunkin' Charlie, of Clarksville, Mississippi. A shutout, a rarity in pro football, marks the home opening game of the New York Giants against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The chucking of Chuck Connerly is one factor. The old pro from Ole Miss hits Frank Gifford, and the league champs already one touchdown to the good, soon make it two. Connerly on target. Now, this episode is not about the voluminous records broken, the awards accomplished, the championships won, but it is about the legacy left behind by this incredible Mississippian. When he settled into life after the limelight, it seemed to be welcome for a guy who felt more comfortable back home. He delved into business, opening Connolly shoe stores throughout the Mississippi Delta. Uh, a meaningless sidebar here, one of my first advertising accounts in radio as a young man, was writing and producing the commercials for all the Connolly shoe stores in the Mississippi Delta. When he happened to be there in the office, his voice may have still been soft-spoken, but his presence always loomed large. And by the way, we would be remiss in not mentioning that he took this journey with the love of his life, his wife, Perry Ann, who in her own right was a trailblazer. You see, Perry Ann Connolly, also from Clarksdale, was one of the first and one of the most accomplished female sports writers in history. Her columns were must-reads in major publications across the country. And you can't mention her history and the history of the Connollys without visiting the archives of television history and a game show classic called What's My Line? When Perry Ann tried to stump the celebrity panel on what she did for a living. Need our first challenger. Will you come in and sign in, please? <laughs> Perry Ann Connolly, is that right? Where are you from, Mr. Clarksdale, Mississippi. Clarksdale, Mississippi. Well, there's one thing let out of the bag. It is indeed Charlie Connolly's wife. And we'll begin the general questioning with Bennett, sir. Mrs. Connolly, I, I want to say before we start, your husband's the best quarterback I ever saw in action. Thank you. Do you use your brains for the job that you do? 
Yes? That's one down and nine to go, Miss Francis. I like to think about Charlie Connolly's marvelous passes and that he made them first at you. <laughs> Is there any product whatsoever involved with what you do? No. That's two down and eight to go, Mr. Nibbon. Yeah, I've had the great pleasure, too, of meeting. Do you wear a special outfit for your job? No. That's three down and seven to go. I wondered if Mrs. Connolly wrote a column of any kind in which well, she Well, yes, about... she writes her columns. <laughs> that good husband of yours did it again today. Played a wonderful game of football. Where is he? Thank you. He was around here somewhere a while ago. Is oh, he in the theater? Hey, Charlie! Charlie, how wonderful to have you with us. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. And I might say that, uh, again, because I got tomorrow morning's papers as I was coming over, and I hope this doesn't make you blush, but Charlie today was given the Jim Thorpe Award as the outstanding football player in the professional football field in these United States, and never was a, an award won so clearly and beautifully by anyone. Chuck and Charlie was able to dodge a lot of tackle attempts at Ole Miss and New York, but he never had a chance when Perry Ann had him in her sights. In her book, Backseat Quarterback, Perry Ann writes, I was immediately taken with his dark good looks and engaging shyness, and he had lean, low-slung lines peculiar to athletes and Cadillacs. I've always been partial to both, end quote. It's just another story from the many pages of history about a fellow Mississippian who took on the world and won, proving in this case, even a manly man knows how to use a bit of Mississippi magic. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.